Hi, welcome to Ignite Purpose with Christina Foxwell. And I am so excited. I have convinced my marvelous son to be on this podcast today because of his journey. I'm incredibly proud of him and I'd like to introduce him to you. Do you want to say hi, Josh? Hi, my name is Josh. Um, I'm the son of the amazing and <laughs> great Christina Foxwell, who runs a lovely business named Ignite Purpose. Oh, thanks, Josh. Um, I suppose it's not easy having a mum like me. No, but it's one of the challenges that you come with and it's one of the things I love about you. Oh, you are beautiful. Now, Josh, we've been on quite a journey, haven't we, over the last you, you could You could say that. Um, and I think it's not always been easy either for you or for us, or for me specifically as your mum, on how to help. And I think it kind of came to a head this year, or actually it's been coming to a head probably for the last two years, Will you tell me a little bit about your story because you are so inspirational and the way you have turned your 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 lens and shifted your thinking differently has inspired me as your mum. So I thought I'd ask you to just share a little bit of the story. Okay, where do you want, where do you want me to start? Well, why don't you start with how things became dark for you when you were in primary school? Why don't you run through that for me? So basically in primary school, I think, I think I was, I, I know I was bullied, but I don't quite remember because it was quite a long time ago. And for me, I guess you could say I've got kind of like this type of phobia yes. type thing. Um, and it kind of, it hits me every time something similar related to those past events happen. Okay. But there's like nothing, nothing I can do about that. So what happens when that kind of stuff happens to you? I mean, I freak out, I break down, I get, like, extreme anxiety. I shut down, basically. I have a panic attack, I guess you could say. Um, but after, after realizing that I need to do this for myself, and I'm talking about my current schooling, and if you didn't know... I didn't want to go to school at all. I stayed at home. I didn't want to do anything. Well, I did want to do. I wanted to learn, but I didn't want to learn in the way that the current um, system is teaching. Because if you don't know, the current system teaches you not what you want to learn exactly, which it's a little bit... I mean, personally, I don't think that's right, but I, you can't do anything. It's the system. Hundreds of people go through it, whatever. Can't do much. And So what made you decide to shift your lens? Myself. I decided to just shift my lens myself. I was facing leaving, getting permanently, not permanently removed, but removed from my house and going to a boarding school if I didn't go to school. Okay. And that was probably, I'd say it's, it definitely scared me. And I'd say it did. But did you feel love even though you were given that option? <laughs> uh, tough love, tough love, exceptionally tough love. But... I I unfor I put you in a position which wasn't right, and I put you in the, the position that you could have gotten in trouble for things that I've done, and I didn't. I hated myself for that. But I've you've when I did when you sat down. So um, she sat down and talked with me, right? Mom sat down and talked with me and basically said to me, "Look, if you don't do this, you will be taken away, and we can't do anything." Or we'll, we will go to the court and something will happen. I don't really... I wasn't in, informed on what was going to happen. So 
I had to do it for myself and how I think you can come overcome some things is there's always going to be people telling you you can't there's always going to be people telling you it's impossible you know like you no one has done this so why can you and my personal theory or my personal view is don't do it for them do it for yourself because you can overcome more things if you start doing things for yourself rather than others yes because it's all about how you view yourself and you should always view yourself in a good way otherwise you're just going to get put down and you'll be um, you'll be siding with the people who are negative and you cannot be negative you have to be positive even in the darkest situations always look at the glass half full and not half empty so tell me when we agreed that you would shift your lens and you told me because I didn't say I, I actually didn't say to you you will I gave you choice right do you remember mm. and yeah I said to you, you you think about what you feel you should do for you and was it that I wanted you to go to school and be brilliant? I know you're brilliant, by the way. Thank you. But but it wasn't about me expecting you to go to school to be brilliant. What what did I want you to do? Can you remember? No. Just I'm... show up. Just go. Just try. It wasn't about getting an A for me, was it? No. You just wanted me to put full effort into going. That was it, right? Yeah, yeah. And for me, it, was, it wasn't about you, because I knew if you arrived, you'd learn, because mm. you love learning. Yeah. But it was getting you to arrive with the willingness to learn, right? Yeah. And then talk to me about that amazing poem you wrote. Man, you... God. All no, right. No, 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 I know. Um, so... Because I want you to read it on this I'll podcast. Read it on because the, I will read it, but I need to go get my laptop for that. So I'm, well, I, I'll, I'll do that in a sec. But while I do that, you can talk about something else. You? Can I talk about you, you can talk about empathy? me. It's fine. Yep. Okay. Um, so what did you want me to talk about? I the... want you to talk about the poem you wrote. But is there anything else you want to know before that? You said something. No, why don't you get okay, your laptop go, go, go. and we'll, we'll talk about the poem. So while Josh gets his laptop, as you can hear, th- this is like a home conversation you've dialed into today, um, is often as parents, when our children go through hard times, I think we, de- we struggle to detach the shame we're experiencing, that they aren't like everybody else. Um, and our daughter is 23. And she loved going to school and I so for us we never experienced that challenge but with Josh as he was going through what he experienced for myself and my husband we really looked at it and couldn't understand and as parents felt such an extreme failure towards him and the system what we missed though was shifting the lens because if we could come to the relationship with our son from a place of love and from a place of um, helping him shift his lens like he said already so that he could choose the future for himself that he needed and he wanted it was inspirational so I think that for me has been monumental if you ask me is it perfect every day I'll say no does just still have moments where he'll get up in the morning and he literally looks great I'll say yes um, I suppose the proudest moment for me as a mum is 
when we don't have fights to get out the door when he's ready to roll and he's ready to roll for himself. And I think I know there's so many parents out there who go through this piece, um, the tremendous pressure it puts on us and the feeling of absolute um, helplessness. I, th I, I, I think that's the feeling we experience as parents is helplessness. Yet I think it's about shifting the expectation and I, and I like this. So I'm gonna refer to um, the vulnerability definition and if you listen to these podcasts man by the time you've finished listening to our podcast you'll probably um be able to recite it backwards but it is not about winning or losing for me vulnerability is about willing to come willing to stand willing to arrive and if i think of joshua's growth as he's reintegrated into the life that he wanted to live for school, he chose to arrive and he chooses to get up and arrive and that's what's inspirational. Now his laptop is ready and I'm going to get him to read this poem um, that he wrote for school and he got, did you get really great marks? It's Yeah, um, the teacher kept it, don't know why but she kept it, I don't know what she's going to do with it. So, so that's alright, Josh are you ready to go? I just want, I just want to quickly touch on the thing you were saying about me wanting to be readiness. Um, touching on back to what I said earlier about how you have to push through it even though people will tell you you can't you have to push at it and constantly be pushing at it so if you stop that's it like your your mind will tell you it's okay to stop now that's why you have to constantly be doing it because once you're in a rhythm you're set you will be in that rhythm so you're telling you you're actually teaching your mind to, to have a different story yeah you're teaching your, your mind and yourself and your being to be able to do something that if you constantly tell yourself, yes, I can do it, yes, I can do it, yes, I will do it, yes, I will do it, you will do it. Yes. It's all about, it's it's like dad says every, every all the time, mind over matter. And it, it, it is. I mean, when it, on the day, when it comes down to it, that's what it is. That's all it comes down to. So it's to. the choice to put your school shirt on, yes. to put your pants yes. on, to get your socks on, to yes. walk down the stairs, to walk out the front door, to yep. get on the bus. And life is all about choices. I mean, I don't. there was probably some case study out there that I think you make thousands of choices a day. Choices. Do I get up? Yes, obviously. I mean, that that's... Just, that should be everybody's Well, you know, choice. these days... Oh, well, yes, but life, like, I'm yes. talking about like the average, <laughs> okay. video, you know, get up brush my teeth, have breakfast. Some people don't have breakfast and that leads to a branching mm -hmm. like of choices, mm -hmm. but then other people do. Yes. And the smallest like things, so the smallest choices lead to greater effects and that's called the butterfly effect. For example, I was, um, somebody I know, um, they were telling me um, about how one choice led to an impact of- The ripple. Yeah, it's the ripple. It's ripple effect. Yeah. So he um, stopped one of my friends from walking over the road. And um, that was a good thing because there was actually a car speeding and it ran a red light. And if he was walking over that road, he would have been hit and he probably would have died. So it's a good thing that, that happens. See, so small, small choices affect what we do in our lives. I love that and I completely agree with you because all we have as humans is choice. Yeah. Completely. And then sometimes though we've got to recognize we have a choice though. Yeah. Because when our story is playing in our mind and telling us we don't have a choice, if we buy it, we're down. Yeah. 
And that, yeah, that leads back to what I was saying earlier. All right, so are you ready with your yeah. poem? So can you tell me why you wrote it? Well, I'll give you, I'll give you two reasons. I'll give okay. you a complete, I'll, I'll give you a half-assed answer and then I'll give you the proper answer. So okay. The half-assed answer is because I was forced to, because <laughs> this is actually my assignment. So I actually okay. gave this in for a marking and okay. I got an A on it, which is... It's pretty good. I mean, I'm not, I'm not, yeah, not to float my own boat. Not to float my own listen, boat, but I'm that's pretty good. I'm extremely proud of you because that's that's not a measure we set for you. That's something you oh. achieved for yourself. Okay, so um, what's the second reason? Second reason is because, and this kind of this basically, I got this this whole reason I wrote this poem is because I feel like, I mean, look at like if you look at the world today, it's filled with hate. Right. I mean, you look at everybody. It's people pointing fingers. That's all yeah. it is nowadays. Yeah. And I don't know why people can't just come together and just find compassion and love and kindness and well-being. Yes, Josh. Because if people keep hating each other, we're just going to repeat history, and that's what yeah. has been happening. It's just repeating history. So if we can get someone to come along and to say, "Hey, this is happening. This will happen." it's happened before mm-hmm. um maybe that one person whoever it is the great person who fixes everything um can teach all these people who are pointing you know saying oh he did this he did that she did this she did that and teach them that it's not always about pointing the finger and it's also about taking part in saying he didn't do this or she didn't do this i did this so it's that accountability It's accountability. It's taking things into consideration that maybe, actually, I did this, and maybe I'm just putting on the blame on someone else because I don't want to feel responsible for it. Oh, well said. So what you're saying is, if I can understand this better, can we all make a difference, Josh? Yes, you can all make a difference. You don't have to be the president of America or the prime minister of Australia or England or wherever. You being kind and um feeling emotions for people and understanding them can help them yes i would rather people help one person Mm -hmm. than help everybody because if there's then it starts to make a chain reaction because if you help one person they hopefully will help another person so on and so forth therefore creating a chain because you've so, created joy for them you've, and you've shown joy them for kindness them. Yes. and then they, if they've received kindness they, they can will, give it away they can go and give it to other people alright so are you ready what to read my absolutely I mean to me I read it and then I read it again and I think I've read it to quite a few people I feel like you have but that's I, fine no it's Josh, fine Josh I'm, I'm truly inspired by you I'm inspired by you I'm inspired by your heart I'm inspired by your mind so okay share okay so It is by me, Joshua Foster, and the title is The Destruction of Hate. Each day, each week, every year, around the world, there is hate. Hate thrown at farmers fusing our water. Hate thrown at asylum seekers running from war-torn homes, them being blamed for jobs taken. So hate is in our veins, so we use it in different ways, for good and for bad. Hate is also used for race. Racists blaming other races for their problems and their lack of understanding, but they don't care. Take the first fleet. The fleet came with them, came with the men of England. 
who claimed their land, their women, their children, who saw them, who saw the Aboriginals and deemed them savage, savage enough for them to kill, murder, torture, strip them of their lives and deprive the original owners of this land of their privilege and pride. These things came from pride, ignorance, and prejudice. The Great War is a great tale of hate. Hate from one to each other. From blood, blood brothers to brothers in arms, fighting for a cause with no fear of harm. From the mud on their boots, from the mud on their boots to strength in their hearts. From, from the smoke of their guns to the breath in their lungs. Their rage was strong, but their minds were not. Strong enough to see the lies that leaders, leeches and preachers gave to inspire their minds. What drove them was anger, hatred and fear. Claiming who's good and who's bad, but only they have themselves to blame for that. The war ended, it, it was over, good had won, but from the hate and loss really did anyone? That war from hate. So stop. Stop for a minute, for a second, just for now. Put down your chiseled spikes of sharpened words, because hate is not the way. Hate can, use, hate can be used for better things, like hating climate change or hating the fact you see yourself in a bad way. Hate is a strong thing, but we can use it in better ways. And that was my poem. Thank you, Josh. I'm inspired. So how about I say this to you? There are many moms like me that worry about their children who struggle. How can they help their children, do you think? I know we're all different, like, yeah, everybody, and, and I'm yeah, not perfect, every, Everybody right? has a story, every, and it's... Ah, everybody has a story, don't we? Is there any perfect one amongst us? No, no one can be perfect. It is human nature to be imperfect and to make mistakes. Okay. So if there are parents out there who are thinking, how do I reach my child? How do they reach their child? I mean, you can't force ideologies and um, things. For example, you couldn't force me to go to school. I, I mean, you could. you could. I tried. You could. I did but I'm try. trying to use this as a, I'm trying to no, use I my circumstances because as an you had choice, right? Yes. Mm. And if you're struggling to help a child or um, someone like uh, someone you care for, yeah, someone stuck. you care for and stuck, all you can do is help them, and by helping them, you can be compassionate and loving and show them kindness and be joyful and show them the good things that are important not to them but to you but to you and you can show them the things that they should care about and things that are good and not bad you know like like i said earlier show them how the glass can be half full and it how it shouldn't be half empty so i remember something you had a moment we were driving in the car and you were really low and you decided to tell me you were low and you started talking and immediately I was like I got such a fright I started redirecting our conversation to show you the light and you said something profound to me you might not remember but of course I've got elephant memory you said to me I don't need you to fix this for me I just need you to listen to me yeah, well, I mean, there you go. That sums up the whole question in a few matter of words. And I said to you, it was hard for me. Like, I, I remember I wanted to, because I want to be your mum. I want to be Supergirl. I want to fly in there, save the day for you, save my child. But actually what you're saying to me is, can you just see the world through my eyes? 
Yeah. And even if it's scary, yeah. I just need you to stand next to me and hold me and tell me that life's going to be okay, right? Because, yeah. I mean, if you also, like, you can also help people from seeing things in their perspective. It helps you. It, it makes it easier to understand. Because yeah. if you're looking at their situation from your perspective, it's going to be really difficult to understand what they're going through and how to help them and if you even can help them. But you always can help somebody. Even if you think what you're doing isn't helping. If you're, if you're giving them kindness, love, joy, showing them that there are better ways of looking at this current situation and there are better ways of finding out that things will be better. It's... It, like, I mean, it comes down to perspective. It does come down to perspective. I remember us standing in Singapore. Do you remember this? You're going to have to continue with this. Oh, I, always, I can always remember things. I actually watch you all the time because I love you so dearly. And you give me nuggets of wisdom every time. We were standing in Singapore and you were in one of your dominant direct moods. And you were, you were said to me, I'm sharing my, my truth with you. Because this is the way I see it. And I remember listening to you and I thought, you're so clever, monkey. And then I said to you, I understand that's your perspective. But in order for you to grow, I also have a perspective. And I need to share it with you. That's important, hey? Yeah, it's very important. So talk to me about 20-second hugging that we do here. (laughs) You really want me to share that? Absolutely. What does a hug make you feel like? Like when you say, Mommy, can you hug me? I mean, you're a big boy. I'm little now. So you can like hold me. I mean, me. yeah, I'm tall. You hug me, yeah. yeah. So um, what does a hug make you feel? It makes me feel like I'm wanted by somebody. And that's, I think, everybody should have that feeling. And if people aren't having that feeling, I feel like people should come out and say, Hey, I'm not feeling that great. Can I maybe have a hug? And there's nothing wrong with hugging people. There's nothing wrong with hugging people. I mean, obviously, if you do it out of random, you know, with no build-up, it can be a bit weird. weird. But, I mean, um, that's not really what the situation is. I'm saying, you know... Have we been doing more hugging than ever before? Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, after you introduced 20-second hug, yes, we have been. And does it make you feel better? Yeah. Um... Like I mean, this hugging thing kind of—I I wanted to lead on to something else. Okay, and on. in my in our in our school, they do this thing annually every. I don't know if you've heard about it. It's called Are You Okay Day. Absolutely heard of yep. Are You Okay Day. It is. I think it's an amazing thing. Why? Because it's one simple question that can fix someone's day, maybe month or maybe year or maybe even life. Probably a bit too much for life, but I mean, it could. But you know, I think it's important the are you okay question because you know, mom's been in the blue space every now and again. We're yeah. probably very similar. Um, and if I didn't know that people loved me and stood next to me and were just interested in me, my perspective, without mm. trying to necessarily quickly fix me up, but just stand next to me and mm. hear me, yeah. that makes a hell of a difference, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. So, Josh. If there's any kids listening to this podcast and their mums made them sit down and gone through the agony of our conversation. I wouldn't see this as agony. I think it's nice being able to share perspective. It is nice, isn't it? Mm. And it's nice to know that there are people who do listen to this. There are people. I know there are. That's why I said there are people. So um, would you be willing to come back on my little podcast show and share some more of Josh? 
yeah, I'm fine with <laughs> sharing more of me and who I am as a person and opening up the insides of who you are as a person that maybe you don't share as annually <laughs> with your clients. Well, yeah, I, I'm quite vulnerable. I remember the one day when you said to me, Mom, can I attach a podcast and follow you around to do a day in the life of Christina? And I was like, Ooh, You mean a camera? That thing. Yeah, I wanted to. I wanted GoPro, to get isn't a GoPro. It? It, was, it, was a, it was a GoPro. I, was say, I said, Can I do while well, we, we were away? Um, and she had one of her, was it like it was like a session or something? Um, I don't know if it was a thing. I don't know what it was, but she had a session. I was like, Can I please follow you around? on that day with a GoPro to show you, to show your clients or people you work with, um, what you're actually like behind the life or the, the face of Ignite Purpose, who Christina is. Do you think I'm a lot different? I would say you're a lot more vulnerable and that's that a great thing. That is beautifully put, Joe. Yeah. Yes. Being vulnerable is good because not only does it show that you're not afraid to be vulnerable, but it shows that you're not afraid for people to see you in this way. And it's not, it shows that you can show a wide range of um, emotions and so on and so forth. Because if you're locked, you're more than often limited to one. And you're closed off, right? You're closed off. I mean, if you're locked, right, you, no one's going to want to really like interact with you or it's going to be harder to interact with you. But if you're vulnerable, it is easy, but it's also scary for other people to see who are locked. Because they get... It is they, hard, Yeah, because they get, they get scared and they... Well, they don't get scared, but they... Uncomfortable? Uncomfortable, because they're not used to seeing the vulnerability that you show off. I know, because I'm really vulnerable, hey? Yeah, but I mean, that's the truth. That's you. That is Christina Foxwell. Mm. And you can't change that about you. And that's one of the many things I love about you. It's that... Really? Yes, I mean, your vulnerability opens up... Opens up your compassion, your love, your kindness, your empathy, everything that is an amazing aspect of you. And I think that's how you're able to carry this business on your back, literally. I'm not even joking. <laughs> and yeah, I no, I give credit to where the credit's due. Your team is amazing. Everybody in the office is lovely. Everybody helps you. It's great. And Josh, you know, you are tearing me up. I'm your son, what else am I supposed to do? <laughs> no, but you know what? These are the conversations. Sometimes you sacrifice so much for the work I do. I have to. Why? You're my mom. You own this glorious business. It is an amazing business. And for me, someone as a developing young person, to see someone who am I not only related to, but that I know personally, on a personal level, be able to go out to so many different places and so many different companies and help them understand that it's not that bad. It's not that difficult and it's not that hard. It is overcoming self-fear and overcoming self-views that are negative and non-positive. And... <laughs> oh, you're crying. No, I'm, I'm sorry. Crying I'm sorry. because you, you have moved my heart. Well, you... Compared to what I do, you do that doubly amount. That isn't, that's not a word, but <laughs> an enormous amount, okay? You have touched so many people's lives and you've helped improve so many people's lives. The fact that you still check in with Yolandi, who is one of your closest friends, 
from how like I don't I can't 17 even 17 years 17 years how old are you I am 15, 15 and a half and a half <laughs> a, little, a little bit less than a half but I'm 15 and a little bit less than a half and you've known this person you keep in touch with them mind you she lives in South Africa so she has to that's quite a long distance friendship and I think it's an like you still keep up with it I'm guessing that that has not only shown a positive effect on her life but it actually you know it helps because I'm guessing she comes to you with problems and you go to her with problems yeah so just you have someone to talk to and that's great and that shows that you're both vulnerable around each other and that means you can show and share empathy and emotions and happiness and kindness and sadness and all these wide emotions and everything with each other and that's a great thing but not only do you do that with her but you you make these relationships and these friendships with people that are not someone that's in south africa but someone who is in australia and someone who's closer and someone you can actually talk to more regularly and in person and you're able to inspire them and make their lives so much better than it already is and i know that you can do it because you have done it i mean so many different people i've met some of them i've had the really i've had the great um access to meet some of them i guess you would call it um and it's really amazing that you're able to do this job and the fact that you took a risk you you risked it all i mean dad <laughs> do you remember me lying on the couch with my back yeah. stuff and i couldn't yeah, yeah, move because i was uh, so stressed <laughs> we can get into we'll, we'll do that another time yes, cause, <laughs> Um, but for me, as your son, yes, it's yes. been being there for you. That's been my job. That's my job in at Ignite Purpose currently. Yes. Hopefully, one day it will be more. But currently, my job at Ignite Purpose is to support you and support your business and support Carolise and support everybody at the office and just be able to show that I'm vulnerable in this space and I can help and I want to help and I can be there for you. That's all I... That's all, I mean, all that's all people can do, right? You know what I think for me the best is? Is your unbelievable patience with me. Your unbelievable patience. I mean, it's, all, it's the same. It, it's like the saying goes, all good things come to those who wait. Absolutely. Okay, so we've spoken about your journey. Next time when I interview you, maybe we can talk about... A little bit more around our life and some of our experiences Josh I want to thank you for being vulnerable and I want you to thank you for being honest and I want you I want to thank you for being a beautiful son and you know we're very cheesy so if you're listening to this podcast you know we have great love yeah it's all love here and I think that love is one of the most important emotions you can show isn't it just right yeah so to our listeners out there thank you for listening to conversations with josh and christina as we ignite your purpose and we hope you've enjoyed our story and really considered how to connect better with others and how to make this world a better place because we make this world a better place by by being good humans to each other and by caring for each other don't you think yeah is there anything you want to say uh, i was gonna say do you do you have a quote that you like to use often yes there is i have a quote what's your quote it's maya angelo yep and she says it's not what you say that others remember or what you do 
It's how you make them feel. That's, that's a, what that they is remember. That's, that's a good one. Isn't that a cool one? That's a good one, yeah. Because we've got to come from a place of love, Josh. Yeah. Um, and when I come from a place of love and I stand vulnerably in front of you, mm. not for me to want you to accept me, but for me just to be next to you, mm. yeah. that makes an incredible difference to one hum- from one human's life to another. Yeah, it does. And I want to thank you for being my son and for going through this amazing journey with me. I've always wanted you. Yeah. And I'm proud to be a mom. Yeah. Okay, and I'd say mine is, I wouldn't say, I don't know who has done it, yes. but it's mine is, life is a journey, not a race. And it is. It is. I mean, your business is a life in itself. Yeah. I mean, it's got... A community and it's got its people and it's got its following and everything but personally my journey in my life has been a, a wide range of things like I mean stupid crazy amount of things but I'm glad that it has been with you and it has been with dad and Carolise and all the people that I have met in my life you're a good boy Josh and I appreciate that do you know what they say and we'll end on this one because I've got another one yeah do you know what that's a happiness is? What? It's the joy that I feel while striving for my potential. And tonight, you and I spoke about your potential. And Josh, I'm so looking forward to you living your potential fully every day. Mm. Because not only will, like I'm hopefully touching people's lives, I think you'll touch people's lives too. Mm. Uh, Shall we say goodnight to everyone? Yeah, okay. It was nice to hang out with you. Yeah, this, it was good talking. I uh, hope I'm on soon. You will be on soon, Josh, for sure. And why don't we say, if you want to contact us, please contact us at ignitepurpose.com.au or if you'd like to find me on LinkedIn, Christina Foxwell, or on Facebook, Christina Talliot Foxwell, or on Instagram, Tina Foxwell. Yeah. It's been great to chat with you this evening. Thank you, Josh. Thank you for having me on. It's such a great pleasure and I hope you feel inspired that you too as parents and as people in this world can make a great difference to your family, to your children and to your world. Have a great evening. Bye. Bye.